Hi, I'm Matthew Schwartz, Executive Editor for Information Security Media Group. I'm at InfoSec Europe in London, speaking with the Chief Technology Officer for Titus, Steph Charbonneau. Steph, thanks for joining me. Great, thanks, Matthew. It's great to be here. I'm very excited to start talking about our solutions. Classification, data classification, that has long been a challenge. I remember hearing CIOs talk about this 10, 15 years ago and say, I wish I could classify everything because I know I want to spend more money to safeguard what's most important. Mm -hmm. What's changed? Where are we today? Well, you know, that's a great perspective of what people are doing with the classification. It has been around for a long time. In fact, when we started a little over 10 years ago, we're, we were focused mostly on military and government, and that was second nature to them. To be able to classify information, make sure you can hold the right information in place, that was very important to them and, and no training required. Last five years, we've spent a lot of time in commercial, uh, industrial environments where they're trying to safeguard their intellectual property. And that's been a big um, a movement within the enterprises to be able to protect and identify that. And people have long tried things like data loss prevention, DLP solutions, hoping that that would be the holy grail for protecting the information. And um, there's more of a realization that identifying that data is the first step that we need to do before we can protect it. And so we're getting a lot more attention. Things like uh, Snowden, obviously, was something that helped us as well to be able to properly tag and protect that information. Um, it is now, you know, uh, a lot of media uh, talking about the fact that data classification is, is a good step towards uh, protecting your information as well. So. so, talk to me just for a moment, if you will, about yes. DLP, data loss prevention. Right. That's been a concept for a little while as well. I know in the early days, I think it faced similar challenges of you had to classify the data in order to know what to protect, in order to know right. if it was maybe going to go missing. Correct. So, so data loss prevention, uh, one of the challenges they had was to be able to identify that information. And so the hope was that the machine could actually figure out the sensitive information before it could protect it. And so things like credit card information, um, you know, things that you can use regular expressions for, patterns to recognize, that was easy. So they did a really good job to be able to protect that piece of information. But what the enterprises found out that that's not where all the value was within their data. The data was in intellectual property. It's around certain words and certain contexts became very sensitive to the organization, and we couldn't translate that into computer language to be able to figure that out, to be able to recognize that data. And so they've been moving towards the front of identifying the data, so data classification is an important element for anyone dealing with intellectual property. So we've done a lot of partnership with the bigger vendors out there, Intel Security, um, we've got uh, Semantic, um, uh, WebSense and some of the other DLP vendors as well, they all see the important data classification, so we typically go together and, and we can win a lot of uh, business that way and drive value for our customers. What has changed with the rise of mobile? Well, the rise of mobile it has allowed information to flow a lot more quicker uh, and a lot more um, readily available to everyone who needs to take a look at information. So with a couple of clicks, you have access to some very sensitive information and it becomes very easy for people to share that with the wrong people. So mistakes happen at a more uh, higher frequent on the mobile device. Uh, so we've been working on mobile solutions because we understand from a desktop perspective that was fairly straightforward for us and we've been you know, lots of experience on that side. We had to come up with some solutions to help our customers move into the mobile space because you know they're all pushing us in that same space. So uh, for a couple of years now, we've been working in the mobile space, and we've just actually launched yesterday a new mobile platform to be able to handle, um, to keep moving along the classification from the email and documents perspective, but expanding our, our uh, support for things like uh, certificate-based authentication. So stronger authentication back to the back end, um, uh, uh, using Microsoft rights management from an encryption perspective, allowing them to consume sensitive information on their mobile device 
uh, work with things like contacts, just things they expect to be working with on a mobile device to bring that into our platform and make that available for them. To what extent is data classification today automated and to what extent does it require yeah. user interaction? That's a great question. Um, we've started off, again, back with the military context, having a manual classification was very, um, you know, something they understood and it was okay to have that front and center and every time they hit an email, they were forced to classify that information. That's part of their culture then. That's part of their culture. And once we move over to the commercial side, that's not so true, or banking side, anything that's perceived as hindering them from doing their business is a bad thing. So we spent a lot of time working on the technology to be able to recognize certain things. So just like the DLP can scan and look for a certain context and maybe it would have automatically blocked that, but we can take that same technology and drive to an automated classification. So if I see credit card information, if I see project names that I've told it to look for, I can go ahead, or depending on what division you work for, I'm part of the banking uh, division, I can automatically classify that. I'm not going to ask you to tag that. I will say that's coming out of the brokerage business. And therefore, the DLP solutions and other systems can actually act on the metadata that we put there. So there's the automated where we can, there's this, you know, the manual classification that's there as well, and then where we find the best success is in the middle, where you've got computer-assisted uh, classification. So it takes the best guess based on the things it can recognize and suggest the classification back to you. So either the context of the documents or attachments, the recipients you're sending that email to, um, based on patterns you've done in the past, so we're looking at bringing all the right technologies together so we can best present a option to the user to get them closer to where they need to do and hopefully say, yes, I agree, carry on, or do I slightly adjust the classification on it based on what's there. So again, it's across those three spectrums. Um, and for every large deployment, we expect to be all three to be applicable for an enterprise. So be able to divvy up the, based on your department, maybe we force you to manual because you, you handle a lot of intellectual property really hard for me as a uh, machine to guess what the value of, it, uh, of that information you're creating, all the way to automatic based on, um, I'm in engineering and every CAD drawing I do will automatically just classify it as sensitive, right? So, so, that's, so that's a great question because that's really the crux of uh, deployments and acceptance within enterprises going to be important. So really the right yeah. approach is going to depend on the use case for it, it a lot of It depends on the use case and it's really engaging with the end user community. Uh, so, you know, from a success deployment, when people go into starting a data classification solution, and typically they don't start looking for data classification, right? They're looking at how do I best protect my intellectual property? How do I, you know, it might be a DLP project, just might be data protection. And so they quickly come to realize that, okay, I need to start with understanding values, so I need to classify that information, and then engage with each of the business units so they're part of that solution. So those organizations that engage with business units, that engage with legal and HR and all different groups, to get their input as to what's important for your division, bring that together, and if we can do an, a global configuration, fantastic, or what typically happens, I'll create a configuration targeted for each of the business units, and we can kind of bring that to the enterprise. Going forward, yes. how do you expect this, these capabilities and data classification to yeah. evolve? Well, I think, uh, one of the things I think the, um, the world requires at some point is a standard way of doing classification, right? So we've got you know, several vendors and we've been kind of pushing how do we apply metadata to file types and each file structure will be slightly different. So it's not a standard way of doing that. And how does one business communicate the classification to another business so when they're exchanging information, how do we link these things together? So from our product perspective, we allow them to do these mappings 
but I think as an industry, we need to figure that out because the data is moving so fast uh, and being exchanged with so many different enterprises at any given time. If we don't standardize, we're going to be in trouble down the road. Um, and as this information all moves to the cloud as well and being shared in the cloud, that's where you know we need to get ahead of the game, make sure we're some of the challenges ahead. Yeah. Steph, thanks yes. for taking the time to speak with me today. Great. All right. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. For ISNG, I'm Matthew Schwartz. Thanks for joining us.